now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to the Get You Some Radio Show. And today's guest is my buddy, Vincent Ivan Phipps. He is a VIP and he is the author of Lead Out Loud. Now, I was reading, uh, I was reading Vincent's books uh, this weekend, getting ready for the interview, and I ran across a story about his granddad. His granddaddy had a story that said there are two kinds of people. They're the kind of people who have the personality when they walk into a room, the room just brightens up. And they're the kind of people that when they leave a room, the room just brightens up. Well, Vincent, <laughs> Vincent, that was awesome, Jerry. That was Vincent, great, brother. Vincent is definitely one of those guys who can brighten up a room when he walks into it. We're going to talk about communication and how it can improve your business and your life. And we'll be right back with Vincent right after this. Make more friends. Sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like, and trust, and they refer their family and friends to people they know, like, and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org Vincent, tell me about Johnny, your granddaddy. He sounded like a hoot. <laughs> Johnny Bay Johnson, this was a man with a plan, Terry. This man raised eight women in one house. He had my mom, his six daughters, plus my grandmother. So he raised, he raised in my grandmother eight, eight women, one bathroom. That's nuts. <laughs> he was fan. He told me a lot about life, how to treat people, how to be a gentleman, but also how to get things done. Yeah. So, so was it your grandfather? Who, who led to the VIP? That, I love Vincent's name. It's Vincent Ivan Phipps, VIP. Somebody set a bar for you to live up to, brother. Oh, my goodness, Terry. My parents put so much pressure on me with the initials VIP. This was all my mother's doing. Yeah. My brother is a third. His name is Vaughn. Yeah. And his initials are also VIP. And my brother... His name is Vaughn. My grandfather's name is Vaughn. My father's name is Vaughn. So when I came along, they ran out of Vaughn's. So they had a Vincent. So they threw out Vincent Ivan Phipps. That was my mother's name for me. And she just always felt that I would do wonderful things. So she felt that I would carry the VIP with pride. So every time I say my name, I'm hoping to honor her. Well, well good on you, brother. Now, the name of your company is Communications v, Communication VIP, and yes, it's sir. about improving communications. And people who watch the show, people who ever hear me talk, know that I believe communication is the cornerstone for any type of business. And it's just the, the Dale Carnegie thing. It goes back to 85% of your success is going to be dependent on your ability to communicate, convert, convert, to bring other people to your way of thinking. How did you end up in the communication space? And let's, let's start talking about better communication. The company name encapsulates what we teach. Obviously, my initials are VIP, but the VIP in the company name, Terry, it represents what we teach in very important people skills mm -hmm. or very important presentations. 
These are the things that we teach. And when we look at almost 80% of our population, whether it is interviewing, negotiating, networking, so much of it is taken for granted that we have these degrees and expertise. It's the communication skills. How will you listen? How will you perform? If you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur, you may have the credentials and the expertise, but if you can't talk to people, if you can't listen to people, if you can't get along and have your relationships, you're going to be limited no matter how smart you are. With good communication skills, you're unlimited, and that's what we teach. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you about one, one part of that specifically because this is the thing I've been thinking about today. If you can't get along, and so many people, so many people, whether it's on Facebook or just at the, at the, corner, at the corner store, it seems right. like they're looking for an argument. Why is everyone always looking for an argument, Vincent? People need to find something that fulfills them, something that brings them joy. And those who have found that inner peace, they walk around looking for things that are good. For people who have yet to find that outlet, social media has become an emotional dumping ground for people where they can say what they truly feel. There's zero repercussions. They can have lousy communication skills because everything is tight. There are some good things out there on social media. One of the things we have to worry about as effective communicators is what you feel and what you say consistent. Because those negative, poisonous people online, they're walking around, smiling at us, shaking our hand. But when they get home, they log in, that's when they become venomous. So yeah. as professionals, as experts, as communicators, what we got to make sure that we do is, is the life we're living complementary to what we're showing the world? If that's the case, you're living within your spirit. Yeah. The, the, the Zig Ziglar saying is so many people, can, they, they criticize like it's their full-time job, like there's money. Man, and some people need a raise. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just don't get that. So let's, let, how, how can we get better? How can we get better at communicating and getting our ideas across without being offensive and condescending and criticizing? Well, you want to do two things first, Terry. The first is whenever you speak, you always want to make sure you focus on solutions. Whenever we talk, some people look at problems and they're pessimistic and they're only identifying the shortcomings or the obstacles. And this limits your communication. It also limits your intellectual mentality where you stop trying to find solutions and you discuss problems. So first, focus on solutions. Second thing is we have to change our wording. We have to modify what we say. For example, instead of using words that are chock full of ambiguity, such as mostly, probably, actually, basically, kinda, sorta, as soon as possible, these are all ambiguous terms. Yeah. What you need to do is to speak in quantifiable data. So don't say, I'll look at it as soon as I can. No, I'll look at it in two days. Don't yeah. say, I'll get back with you later on. No, I'll call you back at 4.07 p.m. When we start speaking specifically, we're gonna be more respected and we'll increase our own accountability. Focus on solutions and avoid ambiguity. You'll get more done and you'll be more respected. Focus on solutions and avoid ambiguity. That's what, one of my favorite words is specificity. I've, I've had. Oh, about, I love it. Oh, specificity. oh, 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 that, that's, that's like news to my ears, Terry. Oh, specificity. <laughs> you got it. When someone, you ask, how much does it cost? Oh, it don't cost that much. Makes me nervous. Right. I, I don't know. Are we talking about my money or, or Bill Gates' money? So yeah. we need to talk about let's be specific. And when you are a business owner or if you are an entrepreneur, people need to know, when will I hear back from you? What's this cost? What will your service do for me? If you cannot give them an answer, they put you in the I can't trust you category. Mm -hmm. And if you put over there, it's hard to get out. 
Yeah. So, so be specific. And then once you're specific, I think, uh, I think one of the big things is follow up on it. Cause if people can't believe you, they're not, if, if, if you say you're going to do it, you got to do it. Well, unfortunately, behavioral science tells us that 28% of the population are going to lack follow through. Like in chapter two of my book, Lead Out Loud, I talk about the four different personalities. One of those four personalities is the energetic and the emotional style. This style loves people. Hang on, hang on, Vince. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just be curious. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're one of those. <laughs> well, I, I'm one of those weird ones. I'm a combination of laid back and of energetic and analytical. But I am those energy. But here's the thing. Although I am energetic, I know my weakness. Yeah. I know my shortcoming. So if I'm on the phone and someone says, Vincent, we'd love to have you come speak. Can you follow up with us? I will say, absolutely. Let me check my calendar. I'll call you back tomorrow at 2.14 p.m. Is that okay? Then they'll go, 2.14? That's weird. It's weird because it's going to stick out of my mind. Mm -hmm. So when I call them back at 2.14, I have my rate, my date, my time. They go, oh, you're so organized. I'm thinking, well, not really. I just messed up a whole lot, and here's what it takes. So yeah. most people don't do good follow-through, but you can learn how to modify those things with practice and with proper coaching. So let's talk about some of the other personality characteristics because everybody isn't the same. And I'm, I'm going to go out another limb here, say, and that sometimes Vincent is a little powerful for people. There are some people who you, who you just might be a little much for. Am I right? Absolutely. And here's the thing I found out is that I was raised to be assertive and to be aggressive. When I had the opportunity to speak overseas in Sweden, everybody thought I was angry. Yeah. And they thought I was the mad American because I was loud. Right. I was always in close up talking to people. I never, I, even my whispers are loud. So <laughs> I realized you have to modify your approach. It's, I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, raised Southern Terry. There's yeah. an expression of do unto others as you have them do unto you. When it comes to ethics and spirituality, that message has very strong implications. When it comes to communication, you have to modify your approach and you treat other people the way that they want to be treated. So when you know who you are but can adapt to others, then you have the advantage. Yeah. So what are the other personality types besides the energetic and emotional? There are four total. In, in chapter two of my book, Lead Out Loud, I clarify that the four styles that make up the lead characteristics are L, E, A, and D. The first is the laid back, low key styles, Terry. Mm -hmm. They make up 40% of the population. These are non-drama people that love people in small groups, but they're not, hey, look at me people. Yeah. The second type are the energetic and the emotional styles. They're the second biggest, Terry. They make up 28% of the population. These are the styles that have never met a stranger. They love everybody they meet, but do not ask them to show up on time because you will get you lose your money every time. Then, then, <laughs> then there's the third type that's called the analytical and the accurate. This style is the smallest, Terry. Mm -hmm. They only make up 14% of the population. The analytical styles love details, and they love to follow rules. They're so rule-oriented that if the sign says do not run in the hallway and a fire breaks out, those analytical styles, they ain't going to make it, brother. They are not going to make it because rules are rules. They will get burned up because they're walking in the hallway. Then the fourth style is going to be the dominant style. They make up 18% of the population. These are no-nonsense people, dominant and direct. Every day they hit the floor, they have two categories they put everybody in. Either you're on their to-do list or you're in their way, and it's not personal. They're trying to get stuff done. Yeah. Laid back, energetic, analytical, and dominant. 
These are full stops. My daughter is definitely an, one of the analytic people. She will not cross on, when the, when the hand goes up at the stop line. There is Whoa. no way I can drag her across. Whoa. There, there could be a guy with an axe chasing her. She's like, uh-uh. Uh-oh. As soon as that light changes, maybe she will have to turn around and fight that dude before she <laughs> crosses that street, brother. Yeah, she will not go across. That's that's funny because it's dead, <laughs> dead true. <laughs> we were talking about following up. Now, one of the things that I really liked in the book is something you have to follow up and you have to follow up with yourself when you're making commitments to yourself, when you're setting your goals. But again, so many, so much of the time we're ambiguous as to what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to do that we don't set our goals with enough specificity to Absolutely. make it happen. And you, you, you had a little, uh, you had a little key for, for making your goals achievable. High goals, T-I-G-H-T, yeah. high goals. Yes, sir. The the thing that you want to do, especially in goal setting, and as small business owners, and as entrepreneurs, and as aspiring professionals, the more specific you are, and increase the likelihood that you'll accomplish your goals. Mm -hmm. Of the five components of what I call the tight technique, this is what you use to make your goals tight. So many of our goals are loose. For example, I want to lose weight. I want to get more money. I want to go back to school. These are loose. How do you know if you've done it or not? How do you know if you've accomplished it? So right. you want to make sure that your goals are timed, that they're informed, that they're genuine, that they're hard, and that they're targeted. So when you can do all five of these components, it increases the likelihood. So don't say, I want to lose weight. No, I want to lose one pound every day for the next 10 days. That way, on April 15th, I'll weigh 10 pounds less than I do now. Yeah. That's specific. Don't say, I want to get more money. No, I want to save $100 for the next 10 days. So in 10 days, I will have $1,000. That's specific. When you are increasing your specificity, you increase your results. And unfortunately, Terry, when people set vague goals and they don't accomplish what they felt, what they thought they get, they give up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that you can work hard. You didn't know if you got it or not. Yeah. So you give up and it doesn't happen. Set good goals, make them tight, T-I-G-H-T, and you'll accomplish more, and you'll have less stress. I tell people that uh, so many people's to-do list looks more like a wish list. They ain't got nothing on them. they just like, I-, I hope this happens. I hope they're all in sugar. Oh, you can hope all day long. <laughs> you can hope. I, hope, I, hope, I hope my bill gets paid. Yeah, exactly. I-, I hope my mortgage. You can hope all day long, or you can go do something. Nothing <laughs> wrong with hoping, but what are you doing on top of the hoping? That's right. Tell us about the book, Vincent. Lead out loud. How, how, how did you put the book together and what else we got in there? The book is a combination of five chapters, Terry. We look at the five most important dynamics that I feel are essential for every professional's development. We look at how to improve your professionalism. We look at improving communication skills and how you listen. We look at how to adapt to the four personalities of leadership. We look at how to reduce conflicts and to reduce stress. And we look at how to improve your public speaking skills in your presentations. The book is called Lead Out Loud, Keys to Unlock Your Professional Excellence. I call it Lead Out Loud because I'm loud. Because <laughs> I'm loud. And I want people to know that you can still be an introvert but still get stuff done because leaders don't have to talk. Leaders inspire other people around them to focus on a goal and get things done. We call it the keys to unlock professional excellence. It's because if you look at the book cover, and the book cover, let me grab the book cover, which I can't find. <laughs> I'll find. I'll find one. The book cover has key has a key on it, and mm-hmm. that key outlines each tooth of the key outlines one of the chapters, which is one of the five main points. Yeah. 
So, so conflict resolution, tell, tell, me, tell us some ways to solve some conflict because that, that's kind of my subject for the day is people, people looking for conflict and, and going out of their way to look for conflict. How do you solve conflict? Well, first, let's identify that most people hate conflict. Yeah. Almost seven out of 10 people don't want to argue, don't want to complain, which can be a problem because sometimes you have to address somebody else's knuckleheadness, yeah. somebody else's buffoonery. You got to address it. Here are two things that you can do that are in the book of how to reduce conflicts. The first is a technique that's called fire terms. Fire terms are those words or phrases, Terry, that can make people defensive, even if you're not trying to. Mm -hmm. Words such as, but, you, always, never. So mm -hmm. if I were to say, you never listen, but it's so frustrating because I can always know you say something negative. Mm -hmm. All of that ferocity, you're not going to get any kisses with that. <laughs> with that, but oh, sugar, sugar. Yeah, that, that's just gonna, that's gonna get you cussed out. So yeah. what you want to make sure that you do is instead of saying you never listen, but that's why it's so frustrating to talk to you. You say it would be helpful if we could hear each other. What are your suggestions? Then you listen. Yeah. Instead of saying you're the one that said this would work, you say it was my understanding that the due date would be the fifteenth. Mm -hmm. When you learn what these trouble words are, these fire terms, you can reduce them. A second technique, Terry, is fact versus feeling. This one is crucial because let's say that somebody came in late three times and you say, you're always late. Mm -hmm. well, that's negative and it's vague because all they have to do is think of one time that right. they were on time and then there's an argument. That but if one time. you place those vague terms with, you know, the last three times you came after our starting time, mm -hmm. it would be helpful for us if you came early. That way we could all stay on schedule. Is that okay? Yeah. When you identify those fire terms and you separate your opinion with facts, you can reduce conflicts. I tell you, I tell you a word that used to get me in trouble all the time. I was an opinionated young man, and I used to use you the know word what Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to use the word obviously all the time, and that got me into trouble. And I realized that maybe what was obvious to me wasn't necessarily obvious to who I was speaking to, and I needed to not use that word. Absolutely, that term was also used here as a euphemism for the word yes. So yeah. before says, well, are you finished? And they go, well, obviously, that's their way of saying yes. It can also make somebody defensive. Right. So terms like obviously, basically, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. These are these expressions that we've just inundated in our vocabulary that might seem normal, habitual words to us, but can just be poked in the rib to somebody else. <laughs> Vincent, uh, we got a lot of salespeople that watch the show. The show's for salespeople and entrepreneurs, and it's about uh, creating, uh, creating health, happiness, and prosperity in your life and building a better business, building a better life. And these people, you know, they eat what they kill. They don't have time to sit around watching me jibber-jabber with my buddies for 25, right. 30 minutes a week. So I promise them, I'll make a promise, if you'll watch me, if you'll watch the show for 25, 30 minutes every week, you're going to walk away with one action step, one thing that you can do today, the minute you put your phone down to start making your life and your business better. So put everybody who's on the show on the spot. Vincent, what can they do now to start making their lives better? Replace your desire for profit with your desire for passion. Here's what that means. Quit chasing dollars. You can always get more money. You can always get more dollars. You cannot get more time. You cannot get better relationships unless you work on them. So quit trying to make money and focus on making a difference. What you're doing as a salesperson, as an entrepreneur, you're, you're chasing dollars, you're chasing numbers. And I know we all got to eat, 
But if there's one thing I can do to make sure that people know that you're telling the truth, Terry, that you would, I would give them something to walk away with, find out what motivates you in life. Yeah. Find out what brings you joy. You can get all the money in the world and still be a miserable son of a gun. Jeez, You've yeah. got to find something that makes you happy, that brings you joy. It might be basket weaving. It might be bowling. It might be talking on the phone with people. But mm -hmm. whatever that element is, don't worry about dollars. Don't worry about chasing money. Fulfill your heart with something that brings you joy and fulfillment, and you will always find passion and joy in what you do. Don't chase the dollars. Chase your passion. Let the dollars chase you. Vincent Phipps and Warren Buffett say the same thing. Warren Buffett says, look for the job you would take if you didn't need a job. Mm, I'm doing, we're doing it, baby. We're doing it. I would, oh, sir, sir, I was doing this before I was paid to do it because it's my passion, brother. And most out there, well, J-O-B, I go to work. Well, what if you didn't have to go to work? What yeah. would you be doing? What yeah. if you were independently wealthy, all your bills are paid, Yo, hey, look, Warren Buffett, he, he, he doesn't have to go to work. He enjoys what he's doing. Yeah. So, your listeners, find out what you enjoy doing, whether you're paid or not, because if you do it well enough, the money will come. All right. My favorite question to get when I get folks on the show, my favorite question, and, and Vincent, I got to tell you, you got me a little worried because I'm worried about asking you this question. But my question is, what are you excited about? What's coming up in your life that excites Vincent Phipps? Woo, okay, we, we got we got a plethora of things coming up, Terry. First is we're implementing a new webinar series that's called Webinar Wednesdays. These are free online classes for the first 100 people. Give it away, Terry. I'm calling them Webinar Wednesdays, the amp speaking technique. I'm covering in seven different webinars starting in May through November, the mm -hmm. seven different things that you need to do to amplify your stage to amplify your audiences to look and sound more polished so if you want to improve your public speaking skills and you don't want the public around this is the webinar that you want to come to to learn how to improve your presentation skills and, also, and they're free free they're free for the first 100 people the first 100 for the first 100 so if you're one of those slackers or one of those drag your feet people you'll pay if you wait too long but remember i want to give the knowledge away but i can't hold it forever so if you want to improve your presentation skills you want to go to eventbrite.com and sign up for Amplify Your Public Speaking, or it's also called Webinar Wednesday. Every Wednesday in each of the months, we'll have these free classes. And I'll, I'll get the links in the show notes so people can find them as, as quick as they need them to, so they'll be down there as well. You're a good man, Terry. And the second thing is, and I appreciate it, sir, the second thing is I'm doing a class called PSK, Pro Speakers Kit, Workshop for Aspiring Speakers. Any sales professional, any entrepreneur, any person out there who has a propensity to want to be on stage and get paid to speak. All my aspiring professional speakers, all my aspiring motivational speakers, all those awesome folks like you, Terry, who have a fantastic message that they can share with the world. I'm wanting to teach people how to get paid as a professional speaker. There are about 14 things you need to know. And if you don't know these things, you may never get paid. So anybody that wants to learn the business side, this in the speech class, that's the webinar Wednesday. But anybody that wants to learn how to get paid as a professional speaker, I want them to come to the class called Pro Speakers Kit. They can also sign up through Eventbrite. I'll also get you that link. I've been speaking, Terry, for 23 years. 
I've earned the National Speakers Association highest earned honor called the CSP, the yep. Certified Speaker Professional. Only 12% of people in the world have earned this award. I have made every mistake you can make in the speaking industry. I have screwed up so many times, Terry, that I've created a class on what not to do to make sure you get paid. <laughs> Hey, and a, a buddy, about a mutual buddy of ours, John Bentley, has been through this class. And he, oh, he John Bentley's my dude. The power to transform. Yeah, he speaks very highly of you, very highly of the class. Well, it is an honor. John has been through the class. He was one of my star students. It was an honor to have him, and I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you very much, Terry. Glad to do it. Now, the book is Lead Out Loud. It's available on Amazon. Yes, sir. It's available in hardback, softback, and digital. It's available right now, Amazon.com. Go ahead and get your orders. Go ahead and make sure you download it to your Kindle, to your iPad, to your Amazon Fire. Get the book, baby. Improve your communication skills. Don't wait. If you don't want to sound dumb, then stop saying um. Get oh. it, baby. You want to... <laughs> Get that work, baby. Learn how to improve. Get that raise. Get that promotion. Get that date. These are the things you want to do to improve your overall professionalism. Vincent, I think you're going to be okay once you come out of that bashful shell, brother. Once you get out of your shell, you're going to be all right. Oh, sugar. Hey, Terry, if, 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 if you're going to live it, you got to learn it. <laughs> Vince, thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you. Have a great day. It's always an honor, Terry. Thank you very much, sir. Go get your soul, baby. Get your some radio. <laughs> You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.